Hello and welcome to Checkside Chats, your fortnightly sample news podcast. I'm Zach Milbank, sample media producer, and on this week's episode, we sit down with West End State coach Jade Rawlings ahead of Friday's Kia State game against the Waffle at Adelaide Oval. And we also catch up with newly appointed Torrens University SA Under-18 captain Will Patton ahead of this year's AFL National Championships. Well, Twig, uh, what does this mean to you? That means a lot, Zach. I have high appreciation for state footy and not being a South Australian, I was quickly aware of what it meant to South Australians uh, to support their clubs and also their passion for football in this state. So to be in my third year over here and be in position to be a coach of this team. And I know that the premium the SNFL put on the selection of the coach and staff around it is uh, one of the real highlights of my career and been enjoyable, the, the small doses. We've had a number of selection meetings, but having the first involvement with the squad and our staff last Tuesday at Thebiton was really enjoyable. And we'll continue that this week with our training and uh, build up to the game Friday. Do you feel your involvement in the program last year as an assistant coach really developed that, I guess, uh, idea and the the passion for the concept of state footy here in South Australia? Oh, no doubt it fueled it at a greater level. The awareness was there. My first year when the team played WA in Adelaide, I was down in Tasmania, but followed the game just through the scores and just the coverage of it. You could feel, oh, this is a genuine Rec- genuinely recognised game and people care about it both players, staff but also the state so being involved in it last year and to travel with the group and get to know other coaches, players and SNFL staff yourself included it was really enjoyable like you and I have chatted a number of times about what that trip did in mm. the, just the, the game was part of it but the whole trip and yeah. despite it being a home game that doesn't preclude us from still being able to really invest in each other in the group to maximize the experience for everyone and be in the best position to compete against WA Fridays, the ultimate outcome, but the enjoyment factor and appreciating people involved and what it means to people. So talking to senior players early last week about congratulations on making the squad and you've got the Cameron Craig, Max Prow, Joe Sinor, mm. Liam McBean, even a Jimmy Rowe who's played AFL footy, haven't played much or very little state footy for South Australia. So when you hear the passion and the appreciation and gratitude for opportunity, Darcy Bailey being another one, yep. that, that's what fuels you. And I think generally most of us as humans get great energy from other people's energy mm. and appreciation for opportunity. So that's what's occurred so far and just want to keep increasing it. And particularly, I guess, you get an insight into the uh, historical side of it as well with people like, obviously, previous chairman of selectors, Stephen Rowe, now the current one, Timmy Ginever, who's come on board, which is fantastic. Those guys just speak so glowingly about state footy and what it means to wear that state jumper. Oh, you bang on there and it's exudes out of Rowie, his passion for <laughs> South Australia. And he did that role for 15 years, which yeah. is an incredible effort. It shows how much it does mean to him to be able to continue to commit. And Tim Ginevers really picked up the slack and left behind by Steve. It's a great legacy. And Tim's been fantastic for the group. We've had a number of selection meetings and his observations, his care, appreciation of the modern day player and what their capabilities are and involvement with this group as well has been really pleasing. It's, I've, I know Tim a little bit, but mm-hmm. it's been Really enjoyable getting to know him better. And when you've got someone in that position as chairman of selectors, it's incumbent upon all of us in other 
staff positions to follow the lead of people like Tim and Steve. Like Tim's 314 game player, seven yeah. premierships, X amount of South Australian games. And he shared a story the other day about one of the games he played in Tasmania was when the Crows players who weren't selected for the Crows were eligible for South Australian selection. And right. and he shared a, an experience where he felt like the investment from portions of that crew wasn't at the level that right. reflected what he felt state, state footy should have been, which was quite a humorous story, which is probably not for this uh, <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but, but once again, it's another story that mm. it impacts you. And we've got the Gowns boys involved. And, yeah. uh, entertaining is the word that you associate with those two. They make me laugh. They, they're very uh, natural storytellers, but they have a very great recall about their experiences in SNFL footy, the premierships at Centrals, but also their state footy. So yeah. when they tell a story, which is generally quite a humorous one, but it's what, another example of how you benefit from being around, having people involved who have been involved in the yep. past. So they want to continue that legacy. For sure. Uh, Tasmanian, uh, obviously you're very proud of that and don't shy away from it, nor should you. But um, do you feel that gives you a little bit of a that South Australian chip on your shoulder that we're sort of, we fight against the big states and, and we've got something to prove every time? There's no doubt that the alignment between South Australia and Tasmania is very similar lifestyles, uh, the quality of people, but also the passion for football in the state. It's a bigger level in South Australia because of the two AFL clubs yeah. and a thriving uh, state league program where that's not the case in Tasmania, but I love the patriotism. That's what caught my attention when I moved to South Australia. Very quickly will people tell you their SNFL club, their AFL club, and then broadly anything to do with South Australia, they were passionate about. Mm -hmm. So the other things that if you, you'd have to be living under a rock if you didn't sense that around um, Adelaide lifestyle, South yeah. Australian culture. So the Tasmanian elements, yeah, strong. We were each, equally patriotic, smaller, not as many things happening, but mm. that doesn't mean we're any less patriotic. So there's a bit of that natural flavour in, in us Tasmanians naturally, but which helps yeah. to do a job like this. Exciting, the announcement with the new Tasmanian AFL team, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. It, mm. It's been a while coming. Yeah. And, a lot of people have put in a lot of work to get to this point. It's, it wasn't as if like the AFL but it's been sitting on it for the last year. Yeah. There's been a task force who've been putting a number of hours and a lot of work into a genuine business feasibility study that can this team be viable, can this licence stack, stack up and not put pressure on other AFL clubs. The undeniable part was it needed to be its own licence. Mm -hmm. It couldn't be an AFL team relocated to Tassie because mm -hmm. it wouldn't get supported. Mm -hmm. So it's a big deal. Uh, be very interested to see how it's all structured up and yeah. there's a lot of politics happening at the moment in Tassie about the stadium and mm -hmm. whether the Labor, if they got in, whether they would go ahead with the stadium, which would then threaten those licenses. So there's still a bit to play out, but I think mm -hmm. the AFL pretty committed that when they issue licenses, they don't do it lightly. Yeah. I know us as South Australians, I was personally, I was rapt to see it happen and um, love the passion emanating out of Tasmania. It's a wonderful footy state and love going to watch games down there when I do get the opportunity, which I have a couple of times. Um, it's been an amazing rivalry for the Kia State game, hasn't it? SA and WA since 1904 and it's 49-48, South Australia's way. Um, so don't stuff it up. <laughs> it's, it's just the facts, isn't it? Don't yeah. stuff it up. It's, it's there waiting for me to progress forward. It's... I find it fascinating, mm. big robberies in sport, how even the ledgers are. Look, yeah. the Norwood Port Adelaide one's mm. massive. I think it's 415 games, and the ledger is 200 wins to 199 wins and 15 draws or four, yeah. whatever it is. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. And you'd reel that off with South Australia, West Australia. Yeah. It just shows that it doesn't matter 
the who or the when that it's real yeah, and it, that yeah. it matters to people. And we know last year how close the two teams were for both had periods of momentum. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It was a really strong win in the end for us to get over the line. So yeah. no, I love those rivalries because yeah. it just shows that genuine both teams enter it feeling as though whether it's a home or away, a genuine. Yeah opportunity to win traditionally they're a hard running side as are their i guess their ovals lend themselves to that and the weather of the footy that they play in generally as well how what do you make in terms of your assessment of this year's uh waffle squad yeah i'd be lying if i said i, I know them intimately zach it's yeah. at, as with our state league every year there's a whole host of names that come yeah. into the competition that are, are unfamiliar to people especially early in the season so uh, looking at the names there's a lot of uh, similar ones to last year, with a couple of new ones that have either been elevated through their form over the course of the last couple of years, uh, or uh, new recruits over there. So a bit more work to do on mm. that specifically, but there's awareness of their stronger players, and really it's probably them to us as well. I think there'll be awareness, but yep. a lot of emphasis will go into how we want to be and yeah. what, how we want to approach the game. So about to think on the run. Like last year we had some stress points in the centre bounce that mm -hmm. they're first possession and clearance from set of bounce was being an issue for us. Right. And, um, yeah, then you start to work out which players are starting to have a bit more influence and do we need to mm. have a strategy for that? So that'll be the discussion with the coaches over the next yeah. couple of days to not cloud the players' minds too much, have a freedom to yep. be able to play and play a way that's reflective of South Australian footy and yeah. their talents yep. with awareness of the opposition. There's a couple of Crow Eaters in their side as well. Mitch Croden, uh, who came from here uh, for the Sturt Footy Club and Steph Giro, from Nord as well, so um, that's an interesting one. Yeah, as is <laughs> Victorians and Queenslanders, yeah. Tasmanians playing for South Australia, but I think that's one of the strengths of both the state leagues. They view the state representation based upon the participants in the competition mm. rather than the origin itself. I think yeah. that's really healthy because it captures the trueness of the, the league. Standard. And the yeah. standard, yeah. So, yeah, the crowd, and, uh, yeah, he's a good player. It's mm. uh, Some would probably make a case for him still being on AFL list. Yeah. And I thought Giro played really well for them last year. So, uh, yeah, there's a Bolton who's been a really mm. high-level possession getter in Western Australia for a number of years. And Cartel, who's a goal kicker. The Jones, who's the ruck, who played yeah. a free man. So there's a number yeah. of players that are going to command a fair bit of attention. Let's turn our attention to our squad. A um, few new faces. And as you touched on earlier, great to see them getting a berth and earning their first jumper. Yeah, there's... Really good stories right across the ground. Like Jess McLennan returns mm. back to Centrals and just had an excellent year. Like trials yeah. inclusive in the first six rounds. He's uh, played to a really high standard. Uh, Darcy Bailey, Harrison Magor, Billy Isles, who have been in the original squad, the three of them that just really stood out as the yep. small premier backs within the competition. Mm. Uh, the Josh Ryan, Max Proud, uh, Sam Skinner has been in the squad, not mm -hmm. in the final squad. Uh, Cameron Craig, Connor McFadgen. So some really good. Cameron Craig, who's been a terrific player in this comp that hasn't played South Australian senior football, uh, state football. Uh, Cameron McGree, been yeah. able to be in the squad six games into it. <laughs> it's a great reward. Mitch Hardy has yep. been outstanding right from the start and has really emerged. I think we're blessed with wingers. Zeckley, Frederick and Allen are the, mm. I thought Campbell Coombe, sorry, Will Coombe, Matty Allen and Josh Richards were the best wingers in the comp last year. Mm -hmm. And then this year, Zeckley, Frederick and Allen, yeah. it's pretty high standard. And Allen's been able to go through and play in the midfield. Uh, Sinor would have been, Paddy Wilson would have been handy, but yeah. uh, unfortunately, the incident, yeah. chatted with him last night. Uh, 
it's a really high. But Tom Lewis has been just sensational. Probably mm. stiff not to play last year, but mm-hmm. he's come back and he's been like a real spirit barometer for Sturt. And I get the feeling he'll that's what he'll be. Yeah, for, yeah. based upon selection for us on Friday. Uh, the McBean, Ballenden, Hosey, uh, Keenan Ramsey, uh, Josh Hone been in the Jeez, squad. It's uh, potent. Yeah, Avon <laughs> Wilkinson, mm. Jimmy Rowe, uh, Mitch O'Neill's been in the squad, uh, yeah. but was had to be removed because of his shoulder. So. The names reel off pretty easily. Yeah. Uh, Mitch Harvey was in the squad but didn't get selection last year, so mm-hmm. we've got to make a decision. Do we go Boyd Harvey yep. uh, or do we use Ballon McBean? Yep. So there's a fair bit to play out there, but I think Josh Hone's story is fantastic. Yeah. Like, I thought Josh was a really competitive player over the last two years, but has just stood out this year. And You speak to Marty Matner and said he had an unbelievable preseason, so mm. it's no fluke. Yeah, exactly okay. what Jade Sheedy said about Mitch Hardy. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable preseason. No one put in more work, and lo mm. and behold, their I game goes so. to another level, and, and they are prominent players. So, yep. yeah, you get quite passionate talking about these players because yeah. you watch them and you you, you feel like who is emerging as the upper echelon for yeah. this game, and then when you see their magnets on the whiteboard formulated yeah. as a team, Gets it's uh, hard not to get excited about yeah, it. Yeah, I bet. Mm. Um, you touched on the small defenders there. Fantastic stories among them all, really. Uh, Darcy Bailey and Harrison Magor, and then obviously Billy Isles hasn't quite made the squad. But um, in terms of, I guess the temptation would be just to go for an extra mid that maybe could play back. But these guys are real genuine small defenders doing their job week in, week out for their Sanford club. How important was that to really reward the guys that play their role and that they will play that role in the West End State team? It was a critical piece that we established as a selection committee right from meeting one. What do we want to be Mm. as a selection crew? How are we going to go about this? What do we want to stand for? And what are the principles that we want to fall back on when we are selecting the team and we agreed that we want to select positional prowess mm. and that Magor, Isles and Bailey for us were those smalls that can accumulate ball, have a great balance of attack, defend. And it was neck and neck all right through up until we were just about to finalize the team. And then you get the McFadgen, Coombless, Voss, McLennan. Like yeah. That's really, and Cameron Craig, all that basically vying for the probably three spots amongst yeah. the five. Uh, so, there's genuine competition for spots. We think Max Proud's has been super. Yeah. Uh, he and Josh Ryan. Like Josh Ryan's your good yeah. old-fashioned fullback. We looked at Edmonds from Sturt, who does a great job. Summit from South Adelaide, who's yeah. uh, really stoic as a fullback. And uh, Donnelly from Norwood, who's mm-hmm. been having a good year. So for Josh Ryan to emerge as the, the, the fullback fundamentally has mm-hmm. been a great credit to him. And, uh, yeah, the, the form over a period of time as well. And he's obviously fought concussion. Yeah. And like I mentioned before, we're – you, you asked the question about it's easy to put a mid to a, another spot. Well, we've tried to avoid that. We tried mm-hmm. to pick players in the positions they're playing. So hopefully the integrity of that is yeah. recognised and hopefully it pays off. Yeah, indeed. Uh, you touched on him earlier. Joseph Sinor is the West End State captain. It's a wonderful story because I remember speaking to him after the game last year. He was just so delighted to make his state debut. And one year later, he's now the skipper. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Joe as a person. And I love what he gives to the Eagles. Like he's a spirited man. I've seen him play well down back. I've seen him play well forward. I've seen him um, lead his team through being tough. I've seen him play through injury. And then I got to know him last year and established a really good personal relationship with him as well. Yeah, and yeah it was obviously Max Proud being another club captain in the squad that 
And then Liam McBean being the incumbent captain from last yeah. year, there was really good discussion about how leadership mm -hmm. should look and whether it should be rolled on or is yep. each year its own year. And yep. and we went with the latter with the each year. Well, let's look at it in isolation. And and Joe epitomised everything about state footy uh, and about how we want to probably go about it in his spirit and combativeness and uh, very popular man mm. as well. He just fit in yeah. with the group really well. He's got a nice healthy dose of lad about him. So yeah, uh, yeah. the boys really resonate and yeah, for him to be, listen to him, be so appreciative and grateful for the opportunity. It, it paid for itself straight away as to making the, the selection be him to be captain. And then you've got Max Proud and Lee McBean as the two deputies, which is uh, outstanding having their experience behind him. Yeah, well, Liam was someone who really embraced that role last year and was popular with the players once again. And I thought had an influence in the game when thrown into the ruck in particular last mm. year, which was great demonstration of his leadership and his willingness to act in a manner that is befitting of a captain. I loved his humility when we spoke to him about accepting a leadership position whilst mm. it not being captain and straight away he defaulted to so pleased to share it with Max Proud. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's absolute reverence for Max Proud and then really proud and happy for Joe Sinor to feel what I felt, paraphrasing. Uh, and Max Proud to be 31 years of age, improving his footy. I'm not sure how you've seen him this year, but I, this yeah. is the best I've seen him <laughs> play in the three years and I've rated him highly historically. And just so appreciative of the opportunity and uh, yeah, that's for thirty-one year old who's mm. had a good goal at it, and he, I'm sure he played the premiership at nineteen, did he? Yes, he uh, did. Clinelk, so yep. he achieved yep. many mm -hmm. things, but that's what that I think I mentioned before. That call it inspiring, motivating levels of uh, feeling from the players. It drives everyone, and it's, yeah. it's been great to reward people on their performance as leaders as much as players. I remember Max last this time last year. He was in Tasmania and got the late call up to replace Sam Durden in the West End State team, and had to make what was it about a five hour flight from Tassie to Perth, and then he still played pretty well. That was one of the great <laughs> stories. Like was Durden was it mid season? Ah uh, no, he, 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 he got actually crook. got the flu. That's right, yeah. he got crook. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for Max to, like, it's high risk. Mm. Take the girlfriend down to Tassie yeah. and just say, oh, I've just got to duck off to Perth <laughs> mid-holiday. Uh, but reflects him mm. that it was a, a appreciation of opportunity yeah. and, and performed, played well. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, high-quality character and you yeah, can see that all his teammates lift. You just yeah. get every now and then you get a captain that just is able to drag a club along. And I feel mm -hmm. like Max is that at Glenelg and yeah, yeah. to be a vice captain of South Australia alongside his mate, Liam, is mm. a great recognition for those two. Probably dovetails nicely into my last question. Um, it's an indication of what this whole concept means. And it, it sort of, I must admit from a personal point of view, I was concerned going into COVID thinking that um, the Kia State game and the concept more broadly might get a bit wobbly, uh, obviously with cost being a huge factor and both states coming out of that. But it feels like it's there's that strength back again, almost as strong, if not stronger than prior to COVID, which is really healthy to see. If you can just elaborate on to, I guess, players and coaches, why the concept is so important to we Yeah, I wasn't here during COVID, but mm. yeah, I could see the, the threat to it potentially. Mm. But it takes two to tango, doesn't it? And I know there's yeah. a genuine passion within the SNFL and South Australia for state footy to remain. And Western Australia share that. And I think for the two bodies to be able to work together and retain a bit of uh, discretion around, it's just us. Mm -hmm. Like my understanding is that the VFL wouldn't mind getting involved in uh, Victoria <laughs> playing in one of these games as well. But uh, I think the SNFL have done a great job to value it, work mm -hmm. with WA and also work with the AFL as to where it's best scheduled. Not last year was pre West Coast of Melbourne at yeah. Optus Stadium. This year pre 
So Doug Nichols ran Port Adelaide mm. and Melbourne at Adelaide Oval. So as a player, they won't forget that. Yeah. And yeah, yeah I think that the importance on these games should never be lost. And that takes people to keep carrying the baton. Is that someone's passionate about it. When they move on, how do we keep carrying on yeah. and keep it relevant, keep it positive, uh, not not allow it to be lose the gloss and get comfortable, keep putting the work into it. So yeah. uh, I know this will be something that everyone involved, the, the main philosophy this week is be create an experience that they won't forget. And yeah. hopefully that's occurring as we speak and continues to occur for the rest of the week. But uh, I've seen people get drafted from these games and look, Carmichael, he was probably going to get mid-season draft, but mm-hmm. that probably rubber-stamped him. Uh, Michael Noel from a couple of years ago from yep. memory. John Noble, Will Snelling. Thank yep. you. So there's mm-hmm. the exposure that you get, mm-hmm. you can see why. But fundamentally, the the pride that players have in receiving a jumper, pulling on a South Australian jumper, representing South Australia is a big deal, and that should continue. Tweak. Long may it continue and continue on Friday night in the Kia State game. All the best for the West End State team and, yeah, we'll be right behind you. Good day, Zach. Thanks for the chat. Well, Will, thanks for coming in for Checkside Chats. Uh, no worries, Zach. Thanks for having me. Oh, pleasure. Great to see your smiling face and so it should be because uh, you're the Torrens University under-18 uh, South Australian captain for this year. It must be a, a big honour for you. Yeah, no, very grateful for the opportunity. Um, very honoured and proud to um, be doing that this year. Yeah. How did it unfold? Um, we went through a voting process um, last weekend with, with the players and coaches and then got a call from Bangers on, on the Monday night and, and he just let me know and then told me the, the vices and the deputies as well. So, yeah, that was good to get the call from him. What was your feeling when he told you? Um, yeah, sort of got a few butterflies when he told me. It was a bit of a weird feeling, but no, it was yeah, really good to hear from him. What was his message too when he told you? Um, he just sort of asked like if I'd like to do it and I told him like I'd love to and he yeah. said I get that answer all the time and then yeah, sort of just told him what it means to me and then yeah, he was uh he was pleased for me. Yeah. There's a special feeling to not only represent your state but to captain its uh, next level, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah, definitely like I've played a few state games, been lucky enough to do that, but to lead the boys out will be something really special, yeah. Because we were just chatting with um, Jade Rawlings about the um, senior state game, which is coming up, and obviously the passion for state footies alive and well at under-18 level as well. Uh, just give us an insight into how much the players even uh, love donning that cherished red guernsey. Yeah, no, all the boys have, have been really good. They, they definitely are very happy to be there and, and know that, um, there's lots of boys who would love to be in their spots and are very grateful for the spot. Um, and yeah, I think that we're getting along, getting along really well as a team. Um, and yeah, the chemistry has been really good so far. Yeah, terrific. Um, your deputies, you mentioned them a little bit earlier. You got uh, as your vice captains Ashton Moyer and also Alex Holt, and then your deputy vice captains being Kane McAuliffe and. Uh, Paddy Weckett. I can't read my writing there. (laughs) I need my glasses on Paddy Weckett, of course. So, geez, it's a wonderful team around you. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, Sort of known those boys for a long time too. I think everyone in the leadership group, we all played in uh, in the under-12 state team together. Oh, wow. Yeah, no. That's cool. Yeah, we we get along really well, so it's going to be good to work with them, yeah. 
Do you, was that something you guys spoke about when it got named? Or? Yeah, when we all sort of found out and everyone sort of got their phone call, we we caught up at training and just sort of looked around for a second and then realised that, yeah, we all played the under-12s together. Yeah, right. Yeah. Did any old memories crop up? Oh, I think we played in the grand final against Victoria, so that was a that was a special moment, but we, we didn't quite get the win, so we're looking mm. to um get that back against them this year, definitely. Pretty amazing, isn't it, that you've all stuck with it and, and now reached this point? Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, oh, terrific. And the team seems like it's in a good spot too. Obviously, you didn't play, and we'll talk about why in a minute uh, on the weekend, but uh, a really solid trial result against New South Wales ACT at home. Yeah, no, the boys played really well. Um, we were over in Melbourne, a few of the boys, but um, we, we were watching the live stream a little bit when we could. Oh, yeah? And um, yeah, the boys playing really well team first footy and sort of yeah loved it really, really good to watch and went through a few clips last night and yeah mm -hmm. lots of the boys are just playing really selflessly and yeah it worked really well on the weekend so a nice lead into the game against the SA under 20 team and you must be itching to get that Guernsey back on and, and play against them yeah definitely I think it'll be a great night Friday um we played I remember playing against them last year and it's a, it's a great night mm -hmm. great experience for all the boys because not everyone's played against the, the older boys or bigger bodies, and I think it really, mm. it really toughens you toughens you up a bit. And yeah, it's a great experience. And a lot of those SA under twenty boys have got a point to prove too, because they've just narrowly missed out on being drafted. Yeah, definitely. I know a few of the boys, and they're pretty keen to get into <laughs> us. I reckon, but I think we'll hold our own and give it a good crack. Touched on it earlier. The reason you weren't playing for the Torrens Uni SA under eighteen team was your applying your trade with the AFL Academy. Uh, that's How's that experience been for you? Obviously playing, again, as you touched on, it's the bigger bodies, uh, Carlton VFL side. Yeah, no, it was a great experience. I think very lucky we got to play two games and got to have one camp in Adelaide in the gather round, which was a great weekend, and hmm. and played up against Port Sample side, but um, just didn't get the win there. And then on the weekend over in Melbourne, playing against Carlton was, yeah, unreal and to get the win as well was pretty special. I think that's only the third time the Academy's won right. against the VFL side. So, yeah, it was a very special day. What do you think instigated that? Um, it was pretty cool to see, actually. Everyone sort of the chemistry and the connection between the team sort of in the second camp was, was unreal. And okay. we really saw that out in the field and, and just played some really good footy, yeah. What sort of things do you do at the AFL Academy camps and that, I guess, also promote that unity? Um, as as a back backline group, we did a lot around like our own strengths and, and spoke about our own strengths to each other, and I think that really helped and sort of allowed us all to go out there and be really confident and um, go out and just show your strengths and sort of you just got a license to do what you want and everyone's going to back you in. So yeah, it was great. What are your strengths as a footballer? Uh, I'd say my intercept marking and and like my kicking as well off half back. So yeah. Mm -hmm. You've been entrusted with the kick-ins a bit, haven't you? Yeah, no, I've had a, yeah, I've been taking a few kick-ins, so yeah. yeah, no, it's good. Do you like that? Yeah, no, it's always good. <laughs> Pumps up your stats a little bit, <laughs> a bit but no. Nah. Nicky Day cost like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it's always it's good to be able to actually sort of get on offense out of kick-ins yeah. as well. So yeah, it's good. But there is a like in all fairness, like as people talk about it being a cheap kick, but there's a lot of pressure to execute it right and that can set the wheels in motion for a decent 4A forward. Yeah, definitely. I think if you can find the right target and get real aggressive out of a kick in, yeah, you can sort of spread the game open. Is there a player you've sort of modelled your game on? Um, I've had a few over my time, but I, I like uh, Callum Wilkie at the moment from oh, yeah. St Kilda. I think 
he's come from the Sandfall and mm. he's just really playing some good footy this year. I think his ability to play on tall forwards and small forwards is really good and that's something that I like to be able to do as well. So, yeah. He's been incredibly resilient. I think he's barely missed a game yeah. since he's been drafted. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. Do you see, because obviously you're very versatile, similar to Callum, but um, as well as playing, well, firstly, is your best role across halfback, do you think? And, and also, where else do you think you can fit um, if a team needs you to? Um, yeah, I think my, my best role is definitely down back, sort of playing as the third tall intercept mm-hmm. defender or off halfback. Um, I think uh, I've spoke to Bangers a little bit and, and a few clubs about like try, trialling on a wing for a little bit, sort mm-hmm. of be able to use my kicking a bit higher up the ground and intercept intercept skills a bit higher up the ground. So okay. might trial that out a little bit this year. Yeah, excellent. And maybe with the SA under eighteen team? Yeah, maybe. I think that's my um that's my role like as a maybe, as Bank oh, yeah. Bangers put it down. So I yeah. might trial it try it in one of the trial games or something. Yeah. Yeah. When you say talking to clubs about that, is that when you've had a maybe a few early chats with some AFL scouts that might be interested? Um yeah, I've had a few chats. Uh, I've been lucky enough to yeah, have a few and they sort of they're really open and, and really nice about what, where they see you playing and um, mm. I think lots of them like to see me play down back but I sort of ask the question here and there if they'd like to see me play anywhere else but I think if you can play a good role down back they doesn't really matter but they also sort of said if if we see you like go up on a wing and there's one good quarter where you do that we can also say that he can play on a wing as well so yeah, yeah that's something I definitely look to do. Both local clubs had a much interest um yeah spoke to port and had a good chat with them um they're really good so i got to do my training week with them with the through the afl academy Mm -hmm. so yeah they've been really good yeah Uh, terrific um who do you barrack for i'm actually a crow supporter so yeah yeah Yeah. there you go they've been had a touch base with you too um sort of spoke to them here and there but yeah no they'd be pretty cool to end up there going as you like going for them as a kid yeah yeah well, there's a lot to play out, obviously, and yeah. um, including the AFL National Champs, and that'll be an exciting camp, um, campaign, four games again in the Mighty Red Jumper. Yeah, and no, I look really looking forward to that. I think um, all the boys are pretty keen to to beat the Victorians too this year. I think um, we got close last year against Vic Country, and that sort of hurt a little bit, but mm. yeah, we're, we're very eager to get out there this year. Yeah, we probably should have won that one. We yeah. had our chances, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we did, yeah. <laughs> Oh, hopefully this year is a new year. Uh, after the champs, um, back you'll be back with West Adelaide for a solid block before the end of the season finishes. What are your aims there? Um, yeah, I want to play a bit of league footy definitely at Westie. So I was lucky enough to do the full pre-season with mm. the senior side there and then um, played the three trials with the league side. So that was a great experience. Um, and then sort of had to make a, like a choice. They had to make a choice whether I play my first block of footy um, in the 18s or in the in the league side, so I ended up playing in the 18s, but they didn't throw me around at all, which was really, really good, so I could find some form in the 18s. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that went well, and then, yeah, hopefully after the state campaign can sort of get back and try and crack into a league side, yeah. I can imagine Adam Hartlett being the sort of coach to be incredibly supportive of someone like you, like a, a youngster and really trying to further you. Yeah, definitely. He's been a great role model for me, obviously, going through the system and getting to AFL level, mm-hmm. and, yeah, he's been a big supporter for me this year and he's been great for all the boys at Westies. yeah terrific 
What are you doing with yourself off the field? I know you've finished schooling at Sacred Heart College. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So doing a bit of part-time study now, uh, doing some economics at Adelaide Uni, mm-hmm. and then also just doing a bit of part-time work at a uh, factory down in Lonsdale. Yeah. Okay. What do you hope to get towards, perhaps, with the uni with the economics degree? Um, haven't really looked too far into it. I think it was yeah. just something that at school sort of worked for me. I was always mm-hmm. sort of good at it. I don't know why. I think yeah. my mum's an accountant, so that might there have something go. to do with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've sort of just I, I actually enjoyed it and and was going well with it. So I just thought I'd give it a crack at uni too. Yeah, good on you. The role at the factory. Uh, how tough is that? Is roll up the sleeves and get the hands dirty a bit? Uh, yeah, sometimes I think. I actually know one of my good mates, his dad's one of the bosses there, so he sort of sort of knows about my football and stuff, so he, he takes it pretty easy on me, which is <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. What sort of things do you have to do? Um, it's all about like wheat and farm research, so sort of like threshing wheat, cleaning all the wheat and barley and yeah, stuff like that. Okay. How do you find that? Yeah, it's not too bad. Um, get to wear AirPods and stuff like that, so oh, yeah. listening to a bit of music or podcasts, so yeah, yeah. No, it's good. What do you think that does for your work ethic and, and your drive, I guess, um, off the field and providing you with a bit of balance? Yeah, no, it's definitely good. Um, uh, I spoke to a few boys last year about it and they sort of were saying when they weren't doing anything, um, they were sort of just thinking about footy all week and mm. sometimes it just burned them out a bit and they wouldn't mm-hmm. end up performing that well. So to get a balance and be sort of busy all week and have my mind away from footy when I when I don't have to be thinking about footy has been really good for me, yeah. Yeah. And I guess it shows people that you're not afraid of old-fashioned hard work as well. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Uh, We look forward to seeing you develop this year. Will, thank you very much for coming on Checkside Chats and uh, all the best with the Torrens University SA Under-18 team as a skipper. I know you'll do us proud. Thanks, Zach. Cheers for having me on. Thanks for joining us on Checkside Chats. Don't forget to tune in to the Kia State game where it will be streamed live and free on Sandful Now and the AFL Live official app and afl.com.au.